Welcome to the Heal Podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama Five, founder of Lyme 360 and a Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. This week's podcast is brought to you by Air Oasis. As a Lyme warrior, I know how important it is to have clean air in the home. I've been using a room air purifier, but recently had to purchase an all-home unit to combat mold issues throughout our house. I did some research and found a great company called Air Oasis. Their air purifiers help fight bacteria, viruses, and mold. So if you have not put in an air purifier into your home, go to lime360.com forward slash air oasis. They carry room units as well as entire home units. Welcome back to the Heal Podcast with Lime 360. This is your host, Mimi McLean. And today we have Georgia Gray from Whole Body Healing Nutrition. After years of symptoms and discomfort, Georgia Gray discovered that she had celiac disease and Lyme disease. Even though she was eating a healthy diet and living a wellness-based life, her symptoms of joint pain, brain fog, and swollen limbs persisted. Her battle with Lyme inspired her to reconsider her habits and focus more on slowing down gut health and overall nutrition balance. She's now an INHC certified holistic coach that offers one-on-one nutrition coaching that gives clients the tools to manage their chronic symptoms. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. Thank you so much, Georgia, for coming on today. I'm excited to talk about your business and your Lyme journey. So maybe we just start out a little bit by just talking about your Lyme journey. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be here. So Lyme journey, it's always, I think with everyone, where do we begin? But definitely rewinding a bit. So I was bit by tick in Virginia when I was probably about seven or eight years old. I live in Denver. I was just there visiting my grandparents and got bit behind my ear. I didn't have the bullseye rash, so we just didn't really think anything of it. But I do remember my mom taking it out from behind my ear. And then fast forward to college, I all of a sudden started getting really sick with migraines and joint pain and fatigue and really, really chronic acid reflux. And I found out that had celiac disease, which is an autoimmune response to gluten. And I think when autoimmunity comes into the picture, it's often, okay, is it Lyme or is it autoimmune? What's what? So I had that celiac diagnosis, kind of thought my health issues were were done and over with. And then I, a couple of years later, moved back to Denver, where I'm from, and all of a sudden had this onslaught of really, really mysterious, strange health issues again. And, you know, no one really knew what was going on. And especially because none of them really seemed to be linked. So what started first was my memory where I was, you know, missing meetings at work and just not remembering conversations I had had with friends and families or uncertain how to spell a word. And so that was definitely a really scary kind of mysterious symptom. And then that transitioned into a lot of sensitivity with noise and light. And then one morning I woke up and my left pinky finger had started to swell. And over the next year or two, that swelling became enormous to the point where I couldn't bend my pinky. 
And then on top of that, I just started experiencing really, really chronic joint pain where it was that, you know, I'm sure people can relate that feeling of like needles in my fingers and my toes and just really phantom, awful, awful debilitating joint pain topped with really chronic fatigue as well. So at first I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and I think I had that gut feeling, you know, this, this just doesn't feel like RA. I'm 24 years old. This something and intuitively I just knew it wasn't RA. And so went misdiagnosed for gosh, almost a year and then went to a holistic practitioner who tested me for Lyme and it came back positive with Lyme disease. Babesia, Bartonella, CMV, Epstein-Barr, Candida, kind of a whole on. Well, it's amazing that you found a doctor to do that right off the bat. I did. Yeah. And I think part of me didn't want to believe it because I was like, oh, it's holistic. Like maybe it's not that real or true. But then, you know, got that hygienics testing. And when it's in your blood, that's hard to argue. So definitely feel fortunate that I was able to find care because I know that is definitely a hurdle for people. Right. And how did you, um, like, did you go to the holistic route? Did you take antibiotics? What was, what was your process? Yeah. So I definitely did both. I was only holistic and herbs for about a, gosh, a little over a year and things weren't really moving. And I think that was kind of a block that I had to get over in my head where given what I do being in holistic nutrition, I I felt a bit of shame being on antibiotics for whatever reason. And so once I got over that, I did start some antibiotics and that definitely hurt and helped. And I hurt at the time, but I I think that the combination of things really moves a needle. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go too much in either direction. So it, it was helpful for me to find a balance. Well, I think, you know, you probably, there are a lot of people that got better on just doing herbs and nutrition, but I think it just takes a lot longer, right? Because you got to like True. repair your immune system on top of then fighting the Lyme. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like if you kind of go at it with the antibiotics, at least then it beats that down a little bit. So that way your body can kind of catch up to it. I don't know. That's kind of my way I look at it, but I don't know if that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That was kind of my view of it too, where I was like, okay, I have this infection in my body. I'm going to kill this and fight it out. And then I'm going to work on really, really repairing my gut and my immune system. So I kind of, again, I think it was that balance of things Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Now, where are you now in your Lyme journey? Are you hundred percent back to normal or do you still have aches and pains? Yeah. So I went into remission in October, 2018 which was, I I think I never thought that day would come. And so it's something that day to day, I don't think about within myself at all. But I will say it's something that I always know that I have to be careful of where I know that I can't, I think, you know, I remember the first workout class I did a couple of years ago and I hadn't gone to a workout class in years. And so I have that balance where I know I can maybe do one workout class a week, but I can't be waking up at 6am every day to do something intense. So I think it's, I feel great and fine day to day, but there are definitely certain things that I do just for maintenance to make sure that I'm not putting my body in a position where it could rear its head again. So what are those maintenance things? Yeah. So for me personally, I found that avoiding caffeine really helps just keeping my stress and cortisol levels down and fatigue. I find it really helps. So I, I stay away from caffeine 
I, like I mentioned with exercise, I have to be really careful. And then I eat super well the majority of the time. But a bit of that balance again, two piece where, you know, I eat mostly a modified paleo, I would say 80% of the time. And then if it's a weekend and I want a gluten-free pizza and a glass of wine, like I'm going to do it and not stress about it. And then I think getting a lot of sleep when I need, being sure that I'm not pushing myself too much. That's when I can kind of hit that wall of burning mm-hmm. the candle on both ends. And, you know, a daily meditation practice has always been really essential for me in my healing journey. Are you able to have alcohol? I can. There were definitely times where I would have one glass of wine and feel like I was at the club till 4 a.m. taking tequila shots from one glass of wine. Mm-hmm. So I find it's something that I'm like I teach my clients, like really listen to my body with where I can't overdo it because I'll, I'll pay right. for it. But I definitely, I, I had years and times where I was either not drinking or really having to be careful with my drinking because my body was just like, nope, this isn't working for you. No, totally true. So tell me a little bit about your practice. Like you, do you work primarily just with Lyme patients or just autoimmune disorders? Yeah. So I take that holistic approach to nutrition. I think the easiest way to put it is that I work with people that don't feel well. And that can manifest in people who are diagnosed with Lyme disease, people who have autoimmune conditions, or people that just are kind of in this generalized inflammation category where maybe they don't have a diagnosis, but they have really chronic acid reflux or migraines, or they're just tired all the time, or they're bloated, or maybe they just want to lose some weight and they don't feel well in that regard or gain some weight. So it's a lot of different people that I can help and work with, but overall it's, yeah, that population of people that just doesn't feel well and doesn't really know why. Mm -hmm. And I would assume most of your clients, you recommend some form of like whole food, paleo kind of gluten-free diet. Yeah. I mean, it definitely depends on the person. I find that I have kind of my nuts and bolts for, okay, this is what works for healing the gut. This is what works for Lyme disease. And then based on the person, I modify for what's what's going on and what symptoms they might be experiencing. What would you say is the first steps to kind of healing the gut? Yeah, that's a great question. So I take an approach of what I call the three R's. So remove, repair, restore. So I would start by removing foods that are really harming your gut. So starting really, you know, wide and kind of bird's eye view processed food. I think if like you've never touched your nutrition, that's a really good place to start. So if there are ingredients that you don't know, can't pronounce, probably a good call to stay away from that. And just whenever I'm working with someone, whether it's gut healing, weight loss, whatever it is, my general rule of thumb is like, just eat real food. And nutrition is simple, but it's not. So I would say, you know, processed food, those refined sugars, and then your biggies of gluten is, I think, a really great place to start for people if they haven't done that already. It's so hard. I mean, I went to school as well to become a holistic nutrition, you know, it's IAN. I originally started practicing and then I was like, you know, I, I can't do this because I found it really hard that it's almost easier to change someone's religion than it is the way that they eat. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, totally. everyone knows what they're supposed to do or not do, but for some reason yeah. they don't do it. Totally. There's such a psychological piece to it. And so, and that's what I think is, is really challenging when I do, but also can be so cool when you have that breakthrough with people. And I find it usually happens around like 
my third or fourth session where someone's like, okay, this I'm not changing. This is so hard. I want to quit. And then with most of the time, though, with a lot of encouragement, there is that breakthrough where it's not just the food and we start to dig into, okay, what's underneath that. And that's where I find, you know, with Lyme in particular, like that's, we can eat perfectly all that we want, right? Like you can follow these diets perfectly. You can do all of the things with your supplements, but if you're not focusing in on this self-care piece and this slowing down piece, then nothing shifts. So that's what I really love doing with people too, is that breakthrough part of it as well. How do you do that? What, what kind of tools do you use? Yeah. I mean, again, it really depends on the person. I think what's huge with Lyme in particular is flipping the mindset of what can we, and I know this is perhaps hard to hear if someone's sick and suffering, but I say this because I I was there and then the shift has helped me and my other clients too. But I think taking the shift of, okay, maybe this Lyme isn't happening to me and maybe I'm not this victim, but maybe there's something that I can learn from this and what is this teaching me? So I think, and having, and then if someone's in that autoimmune camp, the shift of, you know, cause you get a diagnosis and it's okay. Your body's attacking your itself. There's no cure and good luck. So I think what can be helpful there too, of, okay, my, your body's not attacking itself. Your body is, is healing you. And I think that's also helpful for Lyme is like just these small shifts towards a little more optimism and positivity I find can be really helpful with detaching from the disease. That's a, a, something that I really help people with too, where it's like, I often tell people, okay, it's not your Lyme disease. This is just something in your body, but it's not yours. We don't need to give it this much energy. So acknowledging, you know, when you have pain, but not letting that rule you. So it's, again, it's that balance piece where it's not, we can't ignore it, but then we also can't wallow in it and be a victim all day, every day. So finding this medium of acknowledging how you feel, acknowledging pain, and then letting it go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. That's a good way to look at it because there is a huge emotional piece to this, to Lyme, right? And not making it like the anger. You can't have that anger. You can't have that because you won't get better if you're kind of angry about mm-hmm. it, right? Because you're supposed to be 100%. teaching you something along the way. Okay. So if right. you use like nutrition and you use supplements, what other tools do you use? I mean, I think that can only get you so far, right? Totally. Like, so what other like tools do you recommend or maybe you refer them out to other doctors? Yeah. A couple things there. People are always like, how did you get intermission? What happened? And I think there's no like one magic bullet, no, but not. I think it's all of the, I, I wish. it's like all of these different things where it's like the nutrition, the self-care. And people always ask me like, how did you get better? I'm like, well, I worked with my Lyme doctor. I worked with my nutrition, obviously. And then I think the other two biggies are, I stopped thinking about it all the time. So kind of that victim mindset piece. And then I think detox is so huge and important. So, you know, there are things that you can do at home and then other things that you can do making appointments somewhere too. So some of my favorite detox things, as I'm sure you and your listeners know too, but I love an infrared sauna to really help flush out heavy metals, environmental toxicity. I think that's a really great one. If people have black mold, going to their provider about either an activated charcoal or some other binders that can really just help move that out. So I found that getting on a really regimented detox protocol was huge, as well as, and this can be a a biggie and a beast in itself, but really making that transition to clean products, I found is really essential too. 
No, it's true. And how how often would you say to do a sauna? Like every day or a couple times a week? Yeah, I mean, I think it it's kind of where you are. So if you're really sick and really struggling, I would do three to five times a week. And then for someone that's you know maybe gotten over the hump or in remission and in that maintenance, I think it could be a nice you know mm-hmm. once a month every now and then kind of thing. But when I was really sick, I was in there at least three times a week. Right. So I have a lot of people reach out to me and, you know, they're kind of desperate and, and alone and at a loss and because it's such just a difficult disease and you, and and there's not a cure and it's super expensive and you wait for these doctors for months and, and then it's just overwhelming. I I found it extremely overwhelming when you don't feel well, like the last thing, just making that appointment. And then they give you like the 50 different supplements that you're supposed to be taking and and then the cost and all that. So I guess my question for you is for anybody who's listening, who's in that point right now, like what can they do at home? I mean, obviously it's the food. Like if you were to like say, okay, these are the five things like that can get you so far. Like they can get you to the point where like, maybe you can get out of bed or, you know, clear your head to be able to make the decisions of which doctor to go to. Yeah, for sure. Gosh, I know. I just so empathize with that. It's, it's so overwhelming and you're so right. Those appointments with just like pages and then you're out thousands. And I used to always tell people too of how I would leave my appointments and like go get an acai bowl and just like cry in my car. Yeah. <laughs> appointments because it's just so much. And so. And then you jump around it. because then you spend all this money and then you give like that doctor six months and you don't feel any better. And you're like, okay, that was $15,000 in six months of my life. Yeah. And I still feel like shit. And yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, here we go again. Let's go down another rabbit hole. And then everybody yeah. has a different rabbit hole and a different thing to do. But I do now that I've kind of gotten through the journey and, you know, I definitely feel better. I'm not hundred percent, but I do feel like there's a common theme that like a lot of people can do at home that you don't need. Yeah. You don't need to wait for the doctor to tell you what to do. I agree. Yeah. So I would say kind of like top five things. And I think sometimes it's overwhelming to like listen to some of these lectures too. So I would also recommend like, even if throughout this whole podcast, like if you can just take one thing I say and start implementing it, like that's starting towards positive change. So I think starting to clean up your diet is huge. Mm-hmm. So I, some version of a modified paleo is I think the best I would take daily bone broth is also my favorite for really healing your gut. I think there's so many things in the wellness world that it's like, does this work? Does this actually work? And I find that bone broth with all of my clients come back and they're like, wow, I actually feel different. So I would say a really good quality homemade bone broth finding a Lyme literate doctor. I am sure you stress that a ton, but I've seen a lot of clients who are with people that treat Lyme, but maybe not Lyme literate and they're just not getting any better. So I'd say really finding a trusted practitioner. I always recommend, I think what can be really hard back to that isolation feeling is like, you don't understand what's going on in your body. So then to talk to a bunch of people about it sometimes is more isolating because you kind of get that look of, I mean, even over the weekend when I, I was with at a wedding and, you know, I'm in remission and I'm fine. And someone was like, so do you think you really had it? I'm like, yeah. No, we made it <laughs> up. <laughs> My pinky just like blew up for no reason because I wanted attention. <laughs> for, for fun. So I think finding one or two people that really believe you and can support you and don't give you kind of 
the Sinai. And, and sometimes that's not your partner or sometimes mm-hmm. that's not your parents, which I think also is a piece of it. So I think finding, yeah, one or two people that you can talk to about it. And then I think some sort of stress reducing practice, because it's just really stressful. You feel like shit, you're spending tons of money, you're mourning who you used to be. So something to reduce your stress levels, whether that's meditation, whether that's taking a nap, going on a walk if you can. So just something to just kind of bring that stress level down, I think Mm -hmm. is so essential. Yeah, it is hard. Um, or finding something that makes you happy, right? If something, yeah. some joy every day, even if it's like watching your favorite TV show to make you laugh and forget totally. about something for half an hour. Totally, totally you know, agree. It's hard. Um, the other thing I would throw in there, I think with the nutrition part that we didn't talk about, but I know you would agree, is water. I don't think anybody yes. values how much clean water. I definitely, I find when I'm not feeling well, I think back on the day and I was like, ooh, I didn't have enough water today. Yes, I think that's a, that's a great point. I, that's so funny. I was reading some nutrition stuff yesterday and they were recommending water. And I was like, oh, it's so simple. It's right in front of all of us. I and, know. And then the other thing I learned, and I don't know if you recommend this to your clients, but like putting minerals in your water, because hmm. someone was saying that lime like depletes your body of all these minerals. And a lot of the side effects that you're getting are actually like your body not having enough minerals and that's why your like bones start to ache and whatever. And I feel like once I started, like I have like five different things I, I need to put in my water. So I'm like, oh, that's five different glasses of water. Like, you know, I, I have my chlorophyll, right. I have my minerals, I have my vitamin C drink. Like, so it's like, and then at the end of the day, you're like, okay, well, I already had my five big glasses of water. So at least yeah. kind of gets you that's focused a good on visual. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I like that. So is there anything else that you think we haven't covered that you discuss with your clients? We've covered a lot. So I know, I know. I mean, I think just to kind of back to that self-care piece, I think just because I've seen so many people with Lyme, like I either see the like, and I don't mean to, I'm not shaming anyone if you're in this spot. I've been in this spot too, but I think we can either be victims or we can be optimistic and we can fight and we can take care of ourselves. So I think there just is such that power and taking care of yourself and just trying to find some sort of gratitude in the day or something to kind of hold on to and just having some sort. And I think above all too, it's like, I think the big thing too is having hope because sometimes you even go to your doctor and you're like, am I going to get better? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you don't know. Like I'm going to the point where like, do you ever really go away? I think it doesn't really go away. I think it just goes into remission, you know, like EBV or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is, you know, I often say like, I never understood why people commit suicide, but after going through this journey, now I know, you know, like, because you're in so much pain. And if you don't have a support system and you don't financially have that ability to get better, it's a really lonely world. And so I think that like going back to what you're saying is just like, stop and slow down and start empowering yourself and realizing that like, you do have the answers within you right? Yeah. And, and listening to yourself. And there's a reason why you're going on this journey and don't give up because you'll come yeah. out a better person. You just yeah. got to figure out why. Yes. I echo everything that you say because yeah, it's, it's not, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but there definitely is something to be learned within that. I think the hardest part of this is 
that no one really believes you. Like, you know, like if you get cancer, people believe you. There's a course of action. It's covered by insurance, right? I mean, even if you get long haulers, you know, from what's going on right now, it's like people believe you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but they don't believe yeah. us. You're like, wait, why? Right. <laughs> so it just kind of, I'd be curious if they're covered by insurance, but anyway, so yeah, I think, um, just that loneliness of like, no, I'm believing you is really, and just, you get angry. Like you said, I love the fact that you said you get angry about what you used to be, you know, like the six yeah. years of life, like I lost or like for you, like yeah. your childhood yeah. in college. Yeah. And that's why I love having you on today. Cause I do feel like even though I went to IIN and I had like a nutrition background, it still took me years to actually like be like, okay, I need to get real about this. Like yeah. I need to stop cheating as much as I cheat and really yeah. get, give up dairy and really kind of, yeah. and it's not just a quick fix, right? Cause I don't know if you just say this no. with your clients, like I was angry because I gave up everything I love, alcohol, yeah. coffee, coffee <laughs> everything, gluten, dairy. I gave it up all. I think I was just eating vegetables and I still didn't feel well. And then that's when you get yeah. really angry. Cause you're like, yes, I, yeah. I can't even, and then you find out you're allergic to half the vegetables and you're like, okay, like I was allergic right. to kale and like, that's what was causing me to get sick. So then it's just oh, frustrating. <laughs> it's so tiring. And that's kind of some of my last steps that I do with people where it's like, okay, we've done that really strict intense place, but we can't live there forever because it just makes you so depressed. So it's like, okay, find this balance where, yeah, you can't go order Domino's every night, probably, because that's going to make you feel crazy. But if you have, like I was saying, like a gluten-free pizza every now and then just for that sanity piece, I think that once we get our guts and immune systems healthier, then there has to be that balance because we can't live in this place of restriction forever. Cause then, yeah, you get a kale allergy or something. <laughs> yeah. Almonds. My husband got almonds. So, oh, yeah. um, I got avocados. <laughs> you got avocado. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I do the, um, I followed the, you know, my, my blood type and, uh-huh. and then I also had it backed up with like a, you know, like a blood test to see. And literally it was everything I was eating. It was avocados, coconuts, almonds, kales. I mean, yeah. literally it was my diet. And I was like, but those are all the superfoods. Like that's what I'm supposed to be eating. Like, and I'm not allowed right. to eat those now. Like what? Right. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I know. Which is crazy. But okay. So for anybody who wants to find you, um, what is your website again? Yeah. So kind of a little different on social media and my website. So you can find me and DM me on Instagram and it's just whole body healing. So W H O L E body healing. That's the same on TikTok. And then my website is W B H nutrition And there are links to all that on my Instagram. So I work with clients privately and then I'm also putting together a group coaching program for the fall for Lyme disease, because I think just Again, what you're saying is I have these clients who are all across the country and they don't know anyone besides me with Lyme, who's had Lyme disease or who's been through it. And so I've just really seen this profound need for people with Lyme to be in community together and just like, you know, even us talking like this, I just feel so energized of like, oh my gosh, I know you get it. So anyway, if anyone's interested in that group, coaching where we'll do the nutrition like I do with my private clients, but you get to be with other people if I'm just reach out because that'll be starting in the fall too. Okay. Awesome. This is great. Thank you so much, Georgia, for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah. This was so much fun. It was great to chat with you and um, yeah. Yeah. 
Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on, and I am so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lime360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.